Hello, and welcome to Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky. I'm Emma Nesmith, and I'm here today with a new format for the show, in which I'll quickly catch you up on some education news from the past few months. In July, the College Board and Howard University hosted a pilot summer training institute for teachers who will be teaching AP African American Studies. The course, which will be taught at roughly 60 high schools in a pilot program this fall, is a new offering from College Board and was announced in February of this year amidst widespread controversy about the subject of race in the classroom. On June 27th, the Supreme Court ruled that a public school football coach had the right to pray at the 50-yard line after every game, along with any players who wanted to join him. The court ruled that the First Amendment protected the coach's right to prayer, given that he wasn't forcing players to participate. KSVT's cross-organizational coordinator, Connor Flick, is here with his comments on the ruling. So the major issue with this case is that, per the Establishment Clause, the government, which includes public employees by extension, therefore includes this coach, can't endorse a religion. The Supreme Court ruled that the prayer in question was not a violation of the Establishment Clause because they saw it as something that was personal, private, and quiet, and that that religious observance couldn't be seen as a school endorsement of religion and wasn't coercive to the student body, therefore it didn't violate that clause. However, the real fact is that the prayers weren't personal, private, or quiet at all, and often included players and other staff members while they were going on. They were very, very, very public and very, very, very evident. When the coach was facing some level of retaliation because of this, he was told to dial it back and make sure that everything remained optional to the students, just as a preventive measure on the school's end. He took it to the media and kind of forced the school's hand to do something about it publicly. So they disavowed the prayer entirely and really wanted to prevent it from continuing, making sure that they didn't violate that clause. A reasonable observer could construe that the school was endorsing religion by allowing the prayer to continue onwards. So if they allowed it to continue, that's endorsement. Therefore, it wouldn't work. To me, that response makes sense. It's reasonable, at least in my view, and it's certainly not an unconstitutional decision. However, there's a whole nother conversation about whether having those prayers at all is coercive to the students, which isn't exactly clear from this case. Some of the evidence and fact-finding wasn't exactly obvious on that point, but some common sense will tell you that it definitely was coercive in some manner, especially given the fact that About a month before all this happened, there were some original locker room post-game prayers and religious speeches that the coach was holding. So this is definitely something that had precedence and had kind of an established uh, relationship with players. And so when you're in that locker room environment, when you're in that situation, as a player, it's pretty much inescapable. It's not an optional uh, decision to get involved with that sort of religion. As a student athlete myself, it's pretty common knowledge that if you don't work well with your coach, if you don't play nice with them, you don't really play the game at all. To where in the case of these prayers, as a player, if your coach is saying, oh, you need to be here for this thing, you need to be here in the locker room and I'm talking, you might miss important information. And then he also converts it into a prayer that's encouraging religious activities. And you can't really escape it because if you escape it, then you're not being a team player. And we already kind of saw something like this happen in Mahoney versus BL, which was very, very recent to where we had that one cheerleader who said some poor things about the team and then they weren't able to play. That was rude, unconstitutional. They were still allowed to do it because that speech happened outside of school. In this case, we kind of see the opposite situation happen to where you can still be a team player and not get involved with these things. 
But in the coach's view, that might not always be the case. So it's very much retaliation because you didn't get involved with that religion. To me, that's coercion. I don't like it. So all in all, my take on this is that the court ruled pretty incorrectly here. An independent observer could look at the situation and really see it as a public school endorsing religion via a coach leading this prayer, which is pretty bad. So I'm not a big fan of that. And honestly, I do disagree with the school's conclusion that it's impossible to have this religious observance. But the coach should have dialed it back and made sure that the observance was clearly private, optional, and distinct from everything else. The coach and the prayers in this case had none of that, and so it's not fair to construe it as the school trying to infringe on religious rights when the coach's sincerely held religious beliefs uh, didn't necessarily uh, infer that this needed to happen in front of students. It didn't need to happen in the manner that it did. And so there was some right within the school to say, you need to dial it back. And that concludes this education update from Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky. As always, Get Schooled is brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice Team, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at KYStuVoiceTeam. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the episode with your friends. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in next time for another episode of Get Schooled.